Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Colleen Benson Homes team with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. You're tuned in to Keeping It Real Estate. Walter Storholt alongside Colleen Benson, the team leader and principal broker at Colleen Benson Homes Team, serving you throughout the greater Salem area and beyond. Check out Colleen and her team online by going to ColleenBensonHomes.com. That's ColleenBensonHomes.com. Colleen has more than 20 years of experience as an agent throughout Oregon and joins us here on the program each week to help us learn a little bit about the industry and how to, oh, I guess, pick up some ins and outs of selling real estate and buying real estate here in the area. It's always fun to lean on your expertise, Colleen, when we have interesting things that pop up in the news. And I've got a couple of headlines I wanted to run by you on today's show that I saw over the last couple of weeks. Uh, This first one was kind of interesting. It says mortgage debt can increase your life expectancy. And that was kind of an eyebrow raiser a little bit. Uh, Essentially, researchers have found a link between increased life expectancy and having mortgage debt The same link was not found for other types of personal loan debt like auto debt and student loans. That's interesting. I have a theory around that and I believe it. You know, I believe that's absolutely true. You know, debt can be stressful and stress can be bad for your health. But if you think about the mindset for real estate ownership, for buying real estate, for wealth building, that's a mindset of somebody that most likely is taking care of themselves in all aspects of their life, meaning health and fitness. So I could see where people that have carry mortgages have longer life expectancy because they're taking care. I don't know. Is that weird to say? But that's kind of how my brain goes like, okay, well, that's the type of person that's also doing what they can for the longevity of their health and their life. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it's not so much the debt that is the factor of increasing life expectancy, but more so maybe the the home ownership. It just happens to be that, you know, debt often comes along with that. That would be my guess as to Yeah. And you know, the higher life expectancy, it just tells us that home ownership is ultimately a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think home ownership has been great in my life. I think it's been great for our maturity, for learning more about the world, increased responsibility. I mean, I, I th- yes, it's had stressful moments and at times, but I think it's all a, a net positive for sure. Absolutely. And that's home. where the longevity comes from right there. It's that yep. mental mindset. I agree with you. And, uh, and I, I think you're more likely to build a home you like that you own versus renting. And I don't know, there must be some subconscious thing that makes you say, well, you want to stick around a little longer. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I know it's not always up to us, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a small, subtle thing maybe. So anyway, that was kind of an interesting thing. I love it. Uh, another headline I saw was optimal air conditioning figures have been released. So Energy Star, which is an official, you know, it's a government entity, right? Energy Star, they, uh, you've probably seen Energy Star appliances saying, oh, yeah. hey, this is a good energy efficient appliance. It gets our stamp of appeal. Uh, of, of approval, rather that kind of thing. Well, they have now officially come out, and this was like top news in several uh, on several sites for a little while. They say that seventy eight degrees is the optimal home temperature when you are present, eighty five degrees when you're away from the home, and then the biggest head scratcher of them all. I already disagree with the other two, but eighty two degrees when you are sleeping. Are they crazy? I sure hope my husband is not listening. <laughs> because like you 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 and I were saying we like it cooler 
I mean, I, I understand I could save money by not running the AC, but I have AC and I like to be comfortable. So I crank that baby down. And then my husband's always freezing. And I say, well, put on a sweater and he won't go get a sweater. So then <laughs> I think that leads to a whole nother show about uh, how couples fight over the thermostat. But yeah. um, the optimal temperature, that just seems so high. I mean, 82 degrees when That's you're sleeping, hot. it just sounds awful. When my clients ask me for what the, what I suggest, if if they're if the house is vacant, even it's uh, seventy two slash sixty eight. I mean, that's that's the norm that I suggest, and that's usually what I see in homes is about sixty eight to seventy two. If it's yeah. at seventy five or higher, the house is hot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I Too agree warm. with you there. I agree with you there. Um, I, I think I've I told the story I think on the show before about how um, my wife's family they don't they hardly use air conditioning. They're not big believers in air conditioning at all, and that's how my wife grew up. So she's definitely more you know hot natured, I guess. But it's so funny when I go to their home and it's you know. 99 degrees outside and we're sitting there watching a movie and everybody's acting like everything's all normal and i'm there going (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) having trouble breathing and sweat pouring down this is a great movie (laughs) (laughs) oh well i remember when i finally got a car you know my first nice car with with the ac working and I was like, I'm going to open the sunroof and roll down the windows be- and blast the AC because I can. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes my husband will catch me. He's like, why is the front door open and the AC's blowing? I'm like, because I want the fresh air, but I want the AC on. <laughs> he just shakes his head at me. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Too, well. funny. <laughs> Too funny. If you anyway. have it, use it. That's the way I see it. You know, and when I'm showing homes here, you know, in the Portland metro area, Salem, we the running joke is we really only need central AC about two weeks out of the year. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with that. I run my AC for three months and I know it, it skyrockets my bill. And um, fortunately, you know, that's my choice. And I say it's if a you free have country, it, use you can it. Do it. <laughs> I know we always want to all want to be a little greener these days and we do want to save some energy and money when we can. But yeah, that's just it's not, not there. worth being uncomfortable for 12 months out of the no, year. No, that's non-negotiable. <laughs> That's non-negotiable. I agree with you. So in any event, that was a fun one. Uh, One other headline here to throw at you. Uh, This one, more important and maybe more relevant. Uh, An article that came out with a survey in it, the top closing roadblocks. So this was a realtor confidence survey. It revealed that only 76% of contracts made it to closing from April to June of this year. So during that time frame, only 75% or three quarters of contracts made it to closing on time, 20% were delayed, and then 4% were canceled altogether. Just kind of curious, your your thoughts on those numbers. It seems like a really high percentage of those being delayed. We are seeing it more and more right now. And just because I study the market and have for over 20 years, I can tell you that I see this happen when these loan programs these great options for loans come out. Most of the financing contingencies are the roadblocks that kill a deal. So let's say a buyer gets pre-approved and is one of these really great zero down loan programs. And for whatever reason, they end up not 
qualifying. So it's very important if you are thinking about buying to really um, have your lender get, get them all the things they need, your taxes, your income, your bank statements, all the things they need. Get them to them as fast as they can because you really want that true number and not a false sense of hope for purchasing. And then if you're a seller, you know, I protect my sellers quite often with, in this situation by wanting to see a full pre-approval versus a pre-qualification because that does happen more often than not and the buyer facing financial issues can crop up on us at the very last minute and then the deal's dead. Yeah, yeah, financial issues being certainly the top uh, response there as well as appraisal and home inspection problems and titling problems kind of lower down the list there. But uh, interesting to see the different types of roadblocks that get in people's ways. And But it sounds like you're always trying to head off those problems before they become a, a problem. Well, absolutely, because I see them and I can pretty much predict them before they happen. Now, we don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you exactly. Like I have a seller right now that um, we went under contract a couple days ago and then the buyer terminated yesterday. And the reason for the buyer terminating three days after going into contract was that she couldn't get a in-district transfer for her child within the same school district. They're not allowing those in Kaiser anymore. They're done from what she said. So they backed out. Now, my seller is like, well, I don't want something like that happening again because it was no fault of the home. I said, well, you know, we just can't predict. I can do, I can take every precaution to make sure that buyer is going to follow through. But there's lots of things that can come up, you know, besides just the, all the bank issues, financing, appraisal inspections, there's buyer's remorse. I mean, buyers change their mind and there's, um, you know, things that we can't predict like a loss of a job or a transfer of a job. So there's never a sure sale until the pen to the paper is signed and the money is transferred, right? Absolutely. Yes. The great point and something we should all certainly keep in mind. So there you go. Some of the top closing roadblocks. Any other thoughts there, Colleen? Well, just be prepared. And a good real estate agent, as I tell my agents all the time, it's our job to protect our client as best as we can and keep the communication lines open. So the first inkling we have that something might be going wrong, we're going to jump in as a team and do everything we can. It's all hands on deck. And so we experience that time and time again. One of our agents, Hillary, is dealing with a sale right now where her her buyers are selling their home in California and the buyer on the home in California is having financing issues. Even though they're a cash buyer here in Oregon, the cash is coming from the proceeds of the sale that's going haywire in California. So the communication lines aren't just between the buyer's agent and the selling agent. We're working with four agents on this deal because of the choo-choo train of purchases to make sure it's all going to come together seamlessly at the end. So lots of factors involved that people don't really think about, you know, it was that sale contingent on another sale contingent on another sale. And then, like I said, we've got a choo-choo train full of upset clients. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So you want to try to avoid those problems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then when they do arise, you want an experienced team there to help navigate you through those issues because we can't, again, control all the different moving parts that are in the process, but we can try to uh, react to them appropriately and then problem solve them when they do occur if we can't prevent them in the first place. So if you want to work with a team that's used to that, to preventing problems and then solving them when they do crop up, call or text Colleen and her team at Colleen Benson Homes Team serving you throughout the greater Salem area. 404-872-7000. 
503-830-9467 is the number. That's 503-830-9467. Call or text to reach out to Colleen Benson there. For our sellers out there, if you're thinking about selling your home in the near future, don't forget to check out Colleen's great and useful tool. Find out how much your home is worth if you were to sell it in today's market. You can do that by texting the word LISTING to the number 55222. Again, text the word listing to the number 55222. This tool that Colleen and her team have put together will uh, get you an estimate on your home's value. It'll keep you up to date as the value changes over time. Very uh, uh, accurate initial estimate. You'll always want to have it followed up with an actual visit from Colleen and the team to make sure that uh, all the nuances of your home are being taken into account. But it's a good place to start for sure. Text the word listing to the number 55222 to find out your home's value. It's a great first step for home sellers to take. Colleen, thank you for your expertise and guidance on today's show. Enjoyed it, and we'll look forward to another conversation next time around. Yes, this was fun. Walter, thanks again, and I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the fair. Oh, yeah. Come to the fair. Look for me. Say hi. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) All right. For Colleen Benson, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Keeping It Real Estate. 